in theaters everywhere, actor Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your engine. The Locker Room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. Today is a glorious day because it is padded practices and we get to go and watch. Uh, we've been shut out from uh, practice for the last two weeks. And, uh, and we understand because, uh, you know, the COVID test and uh, uh, the uh, conditioning and strength training and uh, uh, walk through and we you know we we haven't been uh, invited but now we are invited and so we get to see what's going on with the stillers well they needed to create a soft bubble and that's right. what they've done yeah. okay they've ramped up they've got it going right. i'm excited because yes today we finally see the pads. Yeah. Gadzooks, when you watch a Cam Hayward with a with a with a, a cap on backwards and and sun and sunglasses on right. running through drills, you know that's not camp. Yeah. Yeah. That, I've never been to a camp where you can wear a hat and right. wear sunglasses while you're running through plays. Yeah, well we have never been to a camp with no pads. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we we uh, uh, we went to camp, and the first day was no pads because we got our pictures taken. Plus, and we, we had the running test. Yeah, and we had the running test. But the second day, it uh, began twenty minutes yeah, after stretch. Yeah, it began uh, hitting and, and, Oklahoma, baby. And I'm yeah. not talking about the Rodgers and Hammerstein play. Hammerstein, him too. Yeah, yeah, Oklahoma, and so <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, and. and I'm I'm excited, Wolf. I'm you excited. Gotta be. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I, I want to see. Uh, you know, I, I I saw highlights of practice yesterday, and uh, you know they looked uh, they looked good, uh, and it was uh, high speed. It was uh, very sharp. Uh, you know. Ben was uh, completing passes, right? And I, you know, I, I'm I'm excited about. I that. know, but it's the in between that we got to see. It's the pads that we got to see. It's the conditioning that we got to see. It's all the above. Looking for the camp battles to finally begin as we move forward towards real football, baby. Right, right. I mean, right. this to me is a monumental moment because I didn't know. I was not certain a couple months ago that. They'd even get this far. Right, You right. know, you just wondered at what point could this thing fall apart and then to see how this is all playing together. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just so thrilled for it, and I'm thrilled for the guys. Yeah, uh, you know, I think it's going to be intense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be intense because, you know, you've got no preseason games, and so you've got to uh, practice – Intensely because uh, you got to be ready for the first game. Because that is your preseason game. Right, right, right. I mean, right. those are going to be situational uh, scrimmages where you're going to have situations during practice that Mike is going to give you game like conditions. Now, understand, there, there's you, you can't have any real game like speed occurring during practice. It'll be right. more intense, it'll be uh, a higher intensity than, than just 
normal practices, but at the same time, there is a literal abandon of worrying about anybody's injury, anything along those lines when you're in a game. I mean, you just you let it hang out, man. Yeah, you you're you're right because uh, one of the things is camp is intense. But preseason games are more intense. Absolutely. And they're faster. And then regular season games are more intense, and they are faster. And playoff games become even more yeah, intense. Yeah, yeah. So, but they're not any faster. By yeah. then, guys are worn down, too. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what I see today. Well, the whole thing about it and what I, I – I, as, I, as I try to picture – how to unfurl this. I was listening to Garrett Guimont talk, and he talked about yeah. the progressive wave-like advance during right. each stage, whether it's the first, second, or third. Yeah. And I keep coming back to, all right, now, how is he picturing? And we know what normally is like. I mean, Mike comes out, and he, he's got full throttle on. I mean, yeah. it's, it's boom, go. Um, Garrett Guimont is the strength and conditioning right, coach. Right, along with Marcel Steelers. Pastor. Yeah. But it was Garrett that was uh, sitting, you know, prime front and center. Yeah, in the lights, baby, yeah, in the camera. Yeah. He, 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 he's coached at the Raiders. He coached for the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, Right, baseball. Been, after, yeah, yeah, he's been all around. I say for baseball. And he, 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 um, he liked Al. Huh? He liked Al Davis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. Well. Yeah. You know, he, he, he you know, he got along good with him, you yeah. know. So um getting back to what I was talking about though, when I look at that, um, I was listening to Gee, and Gee gave me the impression like, okay, it's a wave like step by step intensifying of whatever you're doing. So when when it was first uh walkthrough, then it became the helmet, the the shells, you know, the the conditioning picking up and everything. Now the question is, how intense will the intensity be when they uh have at it today yeah you know i mean that's kind of intriguing to me you said last week you said i think he's gonna go full go right right you know because you think so because there have been two weeks right of strength and conditioning two weeks of otas two weeks of uh of you know running full speed and stopping full speed but each advance was wave like so i just wondered it makes me wonder i think if if I just look at the history of Mike, I'm yeah. thinking to myself he's gonna he's gonna hit him right between the eyes, right? Come out smoking. But then listening to Garrett, I'm going like, well, maybe they'll go a couple of days where they'll kind of it's not walk through, but it's kind of like uh, impact shells and then pick up the intensity from there as you plant the flag each and every day. So I'm interested to see how they actually go about this. You know, Mike Tomlin said uh they are transforming. What does that mean? Uh I think that's the process of increasing the intensity right. from yeah. you know just walkthroughs good, to good, good, full impact. Good point. Well, you know yeah. what, I have my moments. Yeah, but you know, I I Absolute clarity. I agree it with happen I, often, I agree but with you. you know there are moments. And then he said uh um uh we are talking about culture building. So what's that mean? Well, that's the process of building the attitude within the locker right. room, emanating out, bringing the bringing the team together, bringing the team together, and then moving that team like atmosphere onto the field. Yeah, you yeah. know, and being able, you know, the thing about it is, is it's guys being around each other all the time. Right. One of the things about training camp was the misery index also included putting up with guys that you know maybe you just aren't that friendly with. Right. right. You know well, what I mean. You know, um, 
and and you gradually you well, learn. Well, when when Mean Joe Green would kick our butt every day, you weren't that friendly with them. You know, you're in awe of them. Yeah, but you know, you were you on and and true. And when he told me I was getting better, I I I went home and I called Absolutely. my dad. Joe Green's told me I got better. But it was it was better than when he punched you, bolo right. punch but, you in yeah. the gullet, and you bent but, over and you were tying your you shoes know, in the huddle. And, and it, it wasn't unfriendly, but it was a beatdown. Oh well, yeah, it was definitely a beatdown. Yeah, and, Joe Green beat right. beat us down. Uh, but you know, but some it, of the guys then, it took a while to get to know. Yeah, and but and um, Edmund Nelson. Yeah. When he was a rookie, we got in a whale of a fight right, early right. on. But you yeah. know what? One of the one of the brothers I love most as Edmund you know? Nelson. Yes, Edmund Nelson, one of the brothers in arms I love most because you know when you it's kind of like when you're kids you fight somebody yeah, and you yeah. know you have a good scrap and then your buddies. Yeah, you're you're your you know? buddies. After I a fight. would say yeah. I would say definitively through the early part of camp we weren't very buddy buddy. Right, right. But by the end we were very buddy buddy. Yeah, it yeah. happens. Yeah, and uh, you know he's a uh, great man. Yeah, he is a great man. Uh, so um, uh, Mike Tomlin was uh, po- pointing out that uh, how we practice, how we compete professionally, how we compete based on uh, you know where we're going, and he said all hands on deck. So you know, Chuck used to say. That uh, this is the best your that this is the best you'll feel uh, in the season, you know. Yeah. Well, I remember, I remember our rookie year, second year. I think it was my rookie year, but I remember Joe Green prior to the picture taking, and all the fans are clamoring, and the camera guys are there, and you got to dress up. And I remember they were trying to interview Joe, and Joe said, "Fellas, hold on a sec." He says. Like a minute to myself. He goes, this is the best I'm going to feel until February right, or March. Right, right, right. And I remember hearing that going, huh, you know what? I mean, there's Joe at double-digit years, and, and we're just coming in. So it was it was something to think about that you never really thought about because you're fresh out of college. You know, yeah. you're, you're, you're a young buck, and, and you don't think about the after effects of a, a decade in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, so today is the day that you start uh, competing uh, yes. and and that uh, you, you throw caution to the wind. No question right. about it. Yeah. You've got to nail down a job now. There right. are jobs that are available. And again, you know, the, the, the prominence of what can uh, be established here early on. Yeah. You know, you want to come out smoking. You don't want to come out and kind of – be lollygagging your way in a camp yeah, battle. Yeah, I mean, right, you've right, got to come right. out and say, this is who I am. This is what I'm capable of doing. I'm here to win this job. Yeah. Do you remember when we were rookies? And it's we a had long the, time. Think about that. Yeah. That's 40 years ago. 40 years 40 ago. years, Chaluch. Yeah. 40, 40 years. years ago. My gosh. 40 years ago. That's that's like that's, it, the weight of – Jacob, think about it. You're not even 40. Yeah. <laughs> You're not even close. Yeah. yeah. What's that? I'm not even 30. No, I know. Think about it. We've been friends longer, way longer than you've been alive. <laughs> so, you know, when. Wow, when, what a when, baby face. When um, I remember how nervous I was oh. when the vets came in. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, when I saw Joe Green, Jack Lambert, Jack Ham, Mel Blunt, 
Donnie Shell, uh, Webby, Colby, L- Bubba Brown, Steve Corson. How about Lambert with no teeth? Yeah. No front teeth. Yeah. Yeah, you look at that and you're going, wow, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Yeah, Webby yeah. comes in. He's got arms like legs, legs like, like people. people. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so so did C Steve Corson. <laughs> that when you saw Steve, uh, Steve Corson, you just like the one young lady walking behind him. Uh, I remember one time she said, "What is that? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> Not who is that, yeah. but what is that?" So you know, uh, um, when we were rooks, when we were. Uh, when we were playing in yes. the 80s, mm-hmm. the first thing that was intense was Oklahoma drill. But now it's going to be backs on backers. Uh, that That's an intense drill. How, how does that escape the attention of the NFL when Oklahoma yeah. is, is pulled out? Right, right, you know, right. Oklahoma was spotlighted and highlighted as too dangerous because of the uh, high impact. Yeah, but the high impact occurs when you got linebackers who get embarrassed by the backs. Yeah, decide I'm going to run right down the middle of a guy, <laughs> rather than throw a pass rush on him. You know, one of the things that Mike Tomlin uh, said in those drills was, uh, "No bull rushes." Uh, you- you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It lasts right up until the first time he gets stuffed, yeah. and Mike highlights the thing with a few well-placed barbs, right. shall we say. Yeah. And then the next time, you know, when Tom, when Mike says, okay, you two, go again, and you're lining up, you're going, okay, forget it. I'm coming right down the middle of this right, dude, right, and right, I'm right. going to evaporate him. Yeah, Vince Vince Williams oh, does yeah. that. Vince yeah. Is, yeah. yeah, you know, if you stuff Vince the second time, he is coming loaded for bear. He is coming right down, right between your eyebrows, man. So it's full speed, full contact. It's not, as Chuck would say, for the faint of heart. It won't be. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I think every, all the guys got to be excited. You know, one of the things we always used to say towards the end of the training uh, period, like uh, in, in late May, early June, as we're progressing towards the opening of the camp, I remember – Always feeling um, okay. I'm done with training. I'm ready right. to play. Right. Let's go. Let's get the game. Let's and, get and, the season and, rolling. And you know, the preseason you long for it because you're in a hotel. And, <laughs> Hello. Yeah, and, and you're you, speaking in the truth, bro. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, and you get room service. Room service. And uh, what and, else we got? And and then you get your your uh, your playing against another. Right, but what's the most important thing? Air conditioning. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That. Yes. Oh, you're not laying in bed making sweat angels. Right, right, you don't right. have to go to a movie theater to sit in the air conditioning. You don't have to sit in halulas and stuff yourself with pierogies yeah. to cool off. Uh, you know, I mean, you are in a modern hotel. Yeah. Air conditioning, a nice mattress, room service. Oh, TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and you get to play against somebody that's not a you teammate. Play, you play against someone else. You're, oh, you're that not was seeing, fun. You're not seeing the familiar faces every day. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and you, then it becomes, all right, you, you're playing against one of those Mike Tomlin gray faceless opponents. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be uh, – so I, I think there's going to be live tackling today. Do you think it? I, I, I keep going back and forth. I'm waffling like I've never waffled before. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'm capable of 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 waffling uh, at a high level, folks, and yeah. uh, this is a waffle plus because I, I listen to Gee and Gee says eh, we're going to increase you know the intensities we unfurl each segment, but I think 
Mike comes out, and I think Mike's going to hit him between the eyes. Yeah. Do you think um, there's going to be live tackling today, or do you think he's going to gradually go into Let me ask the live you this. tackling? Backs on backers or live tackling? Yeah, um, I think both. If, if, you think both? I think both. Wow, I can't say both. Yeah, I think both. I, I, I'll be surprised if they have live tackling today, but I hope I'm surprised. Right, right, right. I hope so. You know, uh, uh, when uh, uh, when Mike went the first day on live tackling, we were standing next to Kevin Colbert, oh, and, he, and, and he goes, what is going on? Do you remember on? I smacked Kevin and I said, Kevin, um, are the boys a little bit the rancorous today? <laughs> are they supposed to be doing that? Well, you know, we, uh, <laughs> he didn't know. We we thought they w- there was a little extracurricular activity, right? And, and then I we didn't know that didn't it was know live that tackling. It was live tackling. Yeah. So and, uh, Mike Tomlin said live tackling. All right. Yeah. Well, we're gonna live tackle our way out of here. All right. We're gonna take a break uh, and uh, coming over won. the top. Yeah, 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 out, yeah, yeah. We're going to practice today, and we are fired up. If you want to get in on this conversation, man, you it's know what else? Too. We get a lunch. Yeah, we free lunch. A box lunch. Well, so what, man? Yeah. You don't want yours? I'll take it. No. All right. Four one two nine one nine one three one six. He's Wolf. I'm touching. You are in the locker room. You know, that's our intent, um, but we're also willing to adjust um, based on what it is that we see. Um, from a staffing standpoint, we're very thoughtful about our long-term planning or, or not doing so. Um, getting familiar with the level of conditioning that these guys are coming to us in and, and getting a feel for the ability to take in and retain information that was delivered to them remotely. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. You know what? The the way that transitioned, he said, that's what we're going to do. And, and uh, blood in the streets of the it doors. It was perfect, yeah. was it yeah, not? Yeah, that was, uh, that was great, Jacob. Uh, and um, you know what? Uh, he sounded a little cautious. You know uh, of uh, of the intensity of the hitting, and uh, I, I thought uh, you know I I was all gung ho on backs on backers and live tackling, but maybe that's not going to be the way it is today. I, I got a feeling, and uh, you know, like I said, just waffle back and forth. Um, but I think here's just the, the 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 wild card in all of this is the COVID virus. And the whole thing about it is they've been trying to create a soft bubble at the Heinz Field Complex to make sure everybody's cool, everybody's able to um, feel comfortable and move forward. Yeah. Uh, And I think part of it has been the step-by-step progression that Mike has taken. Right. And upping things. And again, like we talked about last week, one of the things you got to be careful of coming up is just how much you deplete these guys. Right. I mean, you get some 80, 90-degree days – you're in that stadium. It could be hot because, you know, you got the reflective heat coming off all the seats and everything else. So it's going to be hot. 
yeah. at Heinz Field. And you got to be careful because you don't want guys dropping from heat exhaustion and then deleting and depleting their immunity systems. Right, right, right. So that, right. Uh, to me, that's something you got to be careful of. Yeah, you know, and so he said we are thoughtful of our long-term planning. So that, uh, you know, I, I, I. No, does he come out and go, let's have at it, man. Here we go. Yeah. He Full said, steam ahead. He said, we're willing to adjust to what we see. Yeah. See. Yeah. And so, again, one of the things that we talked about last week, again, was yeah. him being light on his feet. He always talks about being able to adjust on right. the fly. Right. And be light on his feet. So I wonder, as we move forward today, you know, he may have intentions say of tackling but for whatever reason you get that feeling in your gullet early on yeah you might say whoa okay we don't want that yeah you know um i'm gonna be it's gonna be interesting uh because mike tomlin on the surface uh he he wants to he wants to get after it right but as you pointed out the COVID thing uh he's maybe he's a little bit more cautious and, uh, you know, I think what he's going to do is he's going to take the, the, the quote unquote, uh, t- check the room temperature. He's right. going to see, OK, what are we doing? How are we doing? Everybody's off the covid list. Right. All right. Nobody's everybody's right. out of covid jail. OK, they've created the soft bubble. They've got uh, an ability now to move forward in a good fashion. They've got the protocols lined up. Um, I would not, it, and everything has been unfolded in a step-by-step progression. So yeah. again, I go to, maybe you get on the field and you're, you're more reserved in it because you want to see how they respond. Because one of the things he talks about, they ain't been around each other much. Right. You know, it's only the last couple of weeks, last month or whatever of this whole s- situation unfurling that they've had the guys all in the same room. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and on the practice field. Right. Yeah, and you know, you know, it's going to be interesting because uh, you know, I am interested to see: do they go intense or do they go slower? Right. You know, again, uh, Garrett gave me the impression. Garrett Guimont, he he kind of gave me the impression they're going to move slower. Right. I keep looking back at Mike, and I'm, I'm you can never peg him into a certain way of, of responding because he's a little bit unpredictable. You yeah. know, he's got his own mind. He, he's his own guy, and uh, he leads from the front. He's not one of these guys that, you know, sits around and uh, takes the temperature, uh, you know, of the room and which way the wind's blowing. I mean, he sees how the guys are doing. He understands, and he applies that. But it's not like, okay, like Chuck Noll used to say, this is not a democracy. You don't get a vote. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, he's he's large and in charge, and he's going to make up his own mind on it. You know, uh, and it's the level of a condition conditioning. So how how much of a level do you think they're at? See, that's what I would have liked to see. Yeah, you know what I mean. Have well, are they? We, we didn't we we didn't watch practice. You, you know, can't. when we watch practice and we watch the run drill, we can tell who's in shape and who's not. I don't think they're going to do a run drill. You know, I think they're going to do their conditioning like they do whether it's. You know, just going through practice and some stuff. Um, whatever the running conditioning test was, it's done. You know, it's not like in our day when we showed up and we ran, you know, I thought we were going to die our first day of running right. the 350s. But right. the fact of the matter is those those days have really passed. Do you remember the when we did the 20-minute drill? Oh. When we ran for 20 minutes? 20 minutes. You know, who, th- who thought of that? Yeah. I mean, that's Chuck. ridiculous. 
No, he's somebody. That was a, no, it was twelve minutes, wasn't it? No, he had to run um twenty a, minutes. I thought it was like a okay. Somehow there, there was there was a run where we had to do a mile and a half, and, and I'm like, I'm going. Why do we get it? Who runs a mile and a half? You know, what I mean, it's it's ludicrous. Yeah, we, if if we have to one, run a mile and a half, it's for it, something it, bad. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Something wicked this way comes. Yeah, everybody should be running at that point. <laughs> everybody run for the hills because if we're running that far, something is really wrong. Yeah. So what what he said in um in his interview in his uh, press conference it was press conference we're going based on the readiness of the groups uh and so yeah that that's the way and part of it at this point in time is where i think Guy and marcel got a bigger say you know what i mean the yeah. or the nay yeah. how do they look how is their condition are they able to to go max speed or are we still kind of like at 80 percent? are we able to don the pads and uh you know get out there and bang some uh can we go full yeah. you know i mean these are things that the discussions behind the scenes are, are, are something that you know everybody's probably you know from kevin colbert to mike to you know like that but again it's going to be mike mike he, he intuitively he knows have you been watching shark week you know, I, I watched it yesterday oh man some of that stuff is so good do you yeah. see you see when they go the 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 it, they, they they breach called breaching the sharks yeah. jumping in the air and that yeah. and they they snatch up a sea lion on their way up man that's pretty cool yeah I wouldn't want wouldn't want to be a yeah, sea but, lion well they were they were talking about the best athlete in the sea <laughs> the great white shark yeah I don't know I mean look at that I, did you see Mike Tyson Tyson was doing I just love the commercials yeah you know when he's talking to his boys boys trying to get a water wing over his arm yeah and he goes Dad it won't fit and he goes Son I've been working out. <laughs> I just thought that was great. Yeah. Well, you know, um, would you miss the preseason games if you were playing today? If I was playing today, see, the problem is when you're brought up on it, that's part of what you know football to be. Now in this new modern era, yeah. this uh, the latest greatest, um, we may very well be seeing the the working model for no preseason games coming up. Do you think uh, in the future they? I think in the future they're going to eliminate the much the of the elimina- preseason. Eliminate? Yeah, I mean, think about it. This is an opportunity for all these guys that want to reduce or eliminate the preseason. So what they're doing now is you're creating a model, right. and in that model, can you sustain? The ability to bring rookies along and do so at a high level that they can show what first of all what they can do, right. and that they can develop and and be contributors as fast as possible. I'm not a, I'm not going to agree. I don't know how they do it, but I I think that the, that's the thought process. I think uh, next year there's going to be more preseason games. Oh, there'll be two. Yeah, you know, but I'm saying in the future, I think they're going to whittle it away. Yeah. They're seeing right now, they're going to look this year and see how much this affects what they can do with rookies, free agents, integrating it, and kicking off a football season. Yeah, um, They may cut it down to one or two. You know, I'm interested if, if there will be any preseason in the years to come. And I'm talking about 10 years down the road. Well, you know what? I, I, I like the way they did it. Uh, four preseason games. And uh, they don't play the veterans much until the third game, uh, and you know that that wasn't our 
uh, our uh, protocol, we went uh, the uh, three quarters, the last preseason game. And I like that because we would, heading into the first season game, and you felt that you could play 60 minutes. Well, the problem is everybody's worried about injuries. Right. You know, and that's one of the things that's hard to shake. I get it. Uh, in this day and age, you, you know, you worry about the injuries, but we never thought about injuries back then. Yeah. You know, it was always just open a new can of player and add water. You know, I mean, you just roll another guy out there. And nowadays with the salary cap and stuff, uh, you, you got some issues. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey one of the things I was uh, dwelling on, um, do you think the, uh, uh, the Steelers are relying too much on Ben? This year, no, no, nah, I'm not worried about it at all. Yeah, you got to rely on that dude as much as you can. Right, right. This right. has got to be the man. This is the time. This is the place. This is what we've all talked about. I think he's still at the pinnacle of his powers. He might not be able to scramble as quickly as as he once did, but well, right yeah. now the arm is ready. The mind is even readier. Uh, have at it, man. And, have you at know, it. and he is strong. You know, <laughs> he he is strong. You know, he, he no doesn't. You know, uh, you know, a lot of pass rushers say he he's not uh, um, easy to bring down. Uh, and now uh, he's the lightest he said he's been in like thirteen yeah. years or fourteen years, something like that. Um, and he does look lean, man. Uh, he and he, I think he looks great, and he's ready to roll. The only thing I want to see is let's balance the run and pass a little bit. Right. I would love to see that. Yeah. You yeah. know, that 50 50 right. as close as possible. Not so it's not like 62. I, I don't know the math, but you know, whatever. Right, 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 right. All right, okay. we're going to take a break. 412 919 1316. If you want to get on the conversation, what, what are you talking well, about? Well, if it's 63 or 4%, you know, passing, then it's 40. Um, Divide by two. All right. No. Uh, okay. you, you, What's that? How many? 63? Yeah, something like that. 39. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> Instead of doing math. He's Wolf. I'm Touch. You're in the locker room. Definitely in a leadership role. It's my job to, you know, get that running back group going. So I just got to set the tone every day when I step out there for practice. I teach these young guys. It's been awesome. I've been learning from them, you know, and they've been learning from me. And so it's been nice. We're all learning together. And it's looking great. You know, you know being a rookie in the room. Uh, and he's learning fast. He's looking good. He's eager to learn. He's asking questions. And he's picking things up as well. So, um, you're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. So that was James Conner uh, talking about Benny Snell. Now Benny came into camp lean and mean. And, uh, you know, he was running all off season, and he, he looks different. Uh, you know, when you, when you see him in the films, uh, on the video, he looks, a, he looks different 
Yes, he does. He yeah. looks leaner and meaner. But I go back to James talking about what he pr- said prior to Benny Snell. And he said, and I love this, um, you know, because it takes some humbleness. He says, you know, uh, I'm learning from the guys. Yeah. They're learning from me. You know, I mean, we go back and forth, and there's a sharing. And he said, it's up to me. I understand. I am the lead dog, basically. He's saying, I'm the senior guy here. Yeah. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm here, and, and Wendell Smallwood's the guy now who's going to put productive years to uh, – uh, to that room, but the fact of the matter, James is the guy, yeah. and uh, he acknowledges it, and he's going to move forward with it, and I think it's important that he does, and uh, we'll, we'll see where they go from here, but he was excited about Benny Snell, and I thought right. he, he threw some nice platitudes uh, towards uh, Benny's way, and uh, acknowledge that the guy has really looked better. Look, the biggest thing Benny had going against him, I think, and two things, well, number one, number one, actually three, he had a knee injury last year. When you have a knee injury, you're out three weeks or right. so, almost four weeks. Um, you got problems in your rookie year, okay? Then he comes along and he jumps in and he he contributes. Um, part of the problem is he runs a four. I ran a four six six. I mean, it was the fourth worst combine time, you yeah. know, amongst running backs. You know, um, he's leaner and meaner. I think he's going to be quicker, but I hope he doesn't forget the. Here's the idea in in my mind. You know, it's important I get you want to be faster, but we know competitive speed. Competitive speed is a different animal altogether. And one of the things I think Benny had and exhibited was competitive speed. Right, right, right. And, you know, uh, it's uh, interesting that um, I don't know how better he's going to be because of the lightness. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how, you know, he's going to, that's what I'm trying to say. Don't get too light to this sense that, you know, you, you cause he was a bruiser. Yeah. You got to bang away. You know what I mean? And he could make the cuts. He was quick enough. Yeah. And I understand you want to lean out and good. Okay. But if you get too lean, I I don't know. Cause sometimes you gotta have a little padding, you know, boss, you know, think about, uh, uh, the boss play with Jerome Bettis. Right. I mean, you needed some padding to run that play, you know, consistently right. over and over because right, right, right. you're going to take a beating. Yeah. You know, and and, and I, I I thought Jerome was just obviously he's great. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, Jerome, I remember when Jerome That's competitive against, speed. Yeah, when Jerome played against the Bears, oh. uh, he made uh, – Brian, who's the, the linebacker? Urlacher. Like a, oh, my like, heavens. Brian Urlacher looked like a hooded ornament. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember saying when he came out there, he ran over him so hard. Yeah. I said, you know what? If if you got some ginger driving out there with a with a Jeep, tag him and put him on the hood. You, yeah. You know what happened? Because he ran over him like he was roadkill. I said he looked like a, a hood ornament. Yes. And uh, the bus. It was roadkill, yeah. man. So the thing I would say is the impressiveness that you see um, from Benny Snell, I thought, you know, given the injury, given uh, him having to jump in and do the deed, you know, uh, as it was without, uh, you know, uh, much time. When he came off that knee injury, he didn't have much time. Right. You know, he jumped into the fray and, and got the job done. This year, now he's lean, mean. He's got the whole workup of the offseason, which as limited as it was to the Zoom calling, uh, I think he'll be better. And they talked to also James – talked about uh, McFarlane and what he can add. And, again, that's speed. 
You got a lot of stuff going on in that room. Right. Kareth White is in there. You know, you got yourself Derek White. You got a lot of guys in yeah. there that can contribute. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see yeah. how it uh, formulates. Yes. Uh, what uh, do you think, Trey Edmonds sitting back going, nobody's talking about me. Well, yeah. I'll come out and maybe have a big camp. Yeah. Well, you know, he's a bruiser. Yeah, he's a special teams contributor. Right. Right. He's a guy that can bang. He's a guy that you know. It's one of those things. You don't look at the lines. You don't count heads in the rooms uh, too early. You know, yeah. you, you don't get discouraged like that. You got to keep your head down and keep working. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to have uh, John Stallworth, Hall of Famer, How about that? Uh, at uh, 11.15. And, uh, you know, Joey Porter, uh, I heard that it's the rumors that Joey Porter sent Pac-Man the jersey. Really? Yeah. I heard, you know, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm not telling, I, I'm not. The, the mystery is deepening. Yeah. You know, I guess that uh, both Pac-Man Jones and Joe Hayden have had conversation and they're both cool with it. I guess it's turning more into like a, a funny type thing. Right, right. But the mystery of who sent it is intriguing. Well, you know, it, it, it's interesting because the wild card game uh, between Cincinnati and the Steelers. Right. Uh, at the end of that game, Joey got involved in it. Right. And uh, Pac-Man got involved in it. And Vontez Perfect got involved. You know, Bar- Vontez Perfect knocked out A.B. Right. right. Uh, and uh, the, he cheap was shot. flagged. He was flagged. And that. Uh, and Pac-Man came over and threw a punch at Joey over the yeah. shoulder of somebody else. Yeah. And so that set a whole series of events off where the Steelers were able to come down and would they kick a field goal or something for the yeah, win? Or yeah, something? yeah. However it was. Um, but I remember standing on the sidelines. I couldn't believe it. I'm, I'm standing there watching Joey walk out. I'm thinking, well, that ain't good because that's like adding kerosene to the fire that's going on out there. And all of a sudden, Pac-Man comes up. And, you know, there's a lot of Coco Locos on the Cincinnati Bengals at that time. Right. And Pac-Man just – could not be restrained, and he went wild and yeah. caused that flag to come out, and boom, you know, it was two flags, and it moved the ball way down the field. Right, 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 right. You and know, so I don't know. It's intriguing. It's almost like in training camp yeah. when we were like mystified who had taken all the furniture out of J.R. Goodman's room, right? John Goodman put him in the bathroom. Yeah, in one of the bathroom stalls. Yeah, I remember that, and I remember you said you were going to take the lead investigator position on this. I'm going to head up the investigation, <laughs> and you know, one of the things is, um, I <laughs> who piled the I desk, figured, the mattress. I figured I John really... Beasley, uh, Tom Beasley, because uh, the uh, his. Uh, Radio clock was uh, was in there. Yeah, and and it 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 was like two thirty five. Oh, you're talking about JRs. Okay, yeah, so yeah. The, the plug so was pulled. The, so the plug was pulled when someone was injured, and Tom Beasley was injured. Yeah. Yes. You know what? And that was interesting. Yeah. He never fully admitted, did he? Yeah. No. I don't remember him admitting. Yeah. To it. Yeah. But you were Inspector Cluzo. Yeah, you were I was on Inspector the job. Cluzo. And, you know, <laughs> and I, I knew it because Bees was hurt. Right. And we were and all on the field. And who else could do it? We yeah, were on the field right. at the time. Yeah, it yeah. had to be Bees. You know, 3.30, I think it was. Or it was 9.30 uh, in the morning. All right. Uh, we're going to take a uh, – well, we're, no. we've got a uh, caller. Call. Who's the caller? Welcome, Ed from Cleveland. You're in the locker room. How you doing, bro? 
Hey, Con J. Wolf. I'm glad to have you guys back, man. I'm excited. You guys took me fast, too, man. I wasn't trying to... You know, the reason what made me call is, number one, I wanted to I wanted to welcome you guys back. But number two, you guys started talking about this Pac-Man Jones thing. And I don't know if you guys ever seen the Instagram thing where he's calling him Jerry freaking Porter. It wasn't freaking, though. It was the other other word. Right. And, uh, he's crying on Instagram. I don't know if you guys ever seen that or not, but he no. calls him Jerry Porter. Oh, my God. You guys ought to see this. It's, it's hilarious. I, I, I laugh every time I see it. I just recently seen it just a couple days ago again. It's just, it, it was like his emotions after the game. Oh, really? Instagram and I'm sure 95% of Steeler Nation has seen it. It's, it is one of the most funniest things i ever seen. <laughs> uh, We'll get us get all right. Okay, so it's on Instagram and it's on Pac-Man's Twitter or Twitter or whatever. It's on. I don't know whose site it's on. It's on a couple different Steeler Nation people who I follow on on Instagram. They have it. It's everywhere. All you got to. All right, we got a young buck in the control room here, Jacob. All right, you got to try to see if you can find that for us, man. Yeah, we we don't do Twitter. I wouldn't have a clue. That's too funny. Was he doing now, Ed? Was he doing it on purpose or was it a a slip of the tongue? No, his emotion just took over on him. His emotions—he didn't know his name. Just his emotions—he's crying in the video. You can see it. Oh no! It was probably ten minutes after he got kicked out of the game. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so it was the day of the game. Okay. Yeah. Wow. The day of the game. But it's still funny today. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Do you think, Ed, tell me. Seriously, do you think Joey would get a bunch of Joe Hayden jerseys that were autographed and then send them to Pac-Man? Seriously. Well, I, I don't know about that, no. But I, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure this had something to do with that. You have to see it. It's, it's just amazing. It's, it's so, I'm sure Joe Hayden's seen it. Let's just say that. Okay. I'm sure Joe Hayden's seen that video. Uh, actually, if you guys see him at practice today, anybody, see him, ask him if they've seen the Jerry Porter, Cincinnati Bengals, Pac-Man Jones thing. <laughs> it's not Joey Porter, it's Jerry Porter. Uh, that's what he calls them. Okay. It's hilarious. Anyways, I just called to tell you guys, man, I'm glad to have you guys back. I've been listening for the last couple of weeks, but today's a big day. We start hitting, and, you know, I'm excited. I'm listening every day. Absolutely, um, brother. This this local team down. We I, I've heard enough about how great they're going to the Super Bowl. So, all right. <laughs> Somebody else talking call. You guys have a great one. Love to hear you. Oh, thanks, Ed. Thank you, Ed. Thanks, so good Ed. to hear from you, brother. From the city. All right, I'm here and I'm listening. I love this. From the city who organized a a, a, a parade around the stadium. Yeah, yeah. When they went 0 16. So with, with, with <laughs> the the city where the uh, 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 river caught on fire. <laughs> you know, there's just nothing like Cleveland. Oh, for the righteousness that you have now, Ed, because you're a Steelers fan. Very yeah, good. Yeah. Oh, man, that's just fantastic. So, Jerry Porter. Jerry. Jerry, Jerry Porter. I, I, we got to try and find that. See yeah. we, we can look that up because that would be interesting to me. Look, I, I can't see Joey taking a half dozen Joe Hayden autographed jerseys and sending them. First of all, I, I, I say to Pac-Man, do you know how many, how many kids you could give joy to by sending that to Children's yeah. Hospital here in Pittsburgh? And, yeah. you, and you want to say, I'm, I'm going to show you how gangster I am, and yeah. I'm going to light him on fire in front of your son. Um, you know, that to me, that's, oh, come on, man. You, you could have lightened up 
the lives of, of some kids, you know, done something special. And instead you do that. That just, I don't know, just really rankles me. What did you um, watch the? Even if it was a joke, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you may. Hey, Speaking of the it. Bengals, yes. Uh, did you watch uh, the Cincinnati Bengals practice on uh, NFL Network and I did AJ not. Green? Did not. I wow. saw some video from Cincinnati with AJ Green. Oh and man, he's looking studly. Yeah, he looks. He looks back. Joe Burrows. Yeah, the chili eating yeah. Joe Burrows. Yeah, he's the he's. He's excited about A.J. Green coming back. Well, I think he should be. Yeah, yeah. He, that's a dynamo that's receiver, right. yeah, man. That, that, he's uh, Joe Burrow's going to uh, throw think, to A.J. Green. You think Joe Burrow's is going to ride the Escalooser yeah, ever? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think <laughs> I think I think that's what Mike Brown should do. He should take all the rookies up and, hey, let's ride the Escalooser, guys. Yeah. You can see the view that our fans have when they leave halfway through well, the that, fourth that, quarter. Well, that's a that's a cool thing. The Escalooser, yeah, the Escalooser. I yeah. think so. I, I think it's, it's very. I think it's very fitting in yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we're gonna take a break. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Touch. You're in the locker room. Four one two, nine one nine. If you're ever in Cincinnati, ride the Escalooser if you would. One three one six. That's like a fun part. Yeah, that that's that's funny. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll be back. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So that was Minka Fitzpatrick, and I think he connected well uh, with Mike Tomlin at the Combine. And, you know, he wanted to play for him. And so uh, the trade last year, Mika is wonderful, and he is fired up to be in the Pittsburgh Steelers. No question about it, you know, and I I love the fact that, uh, you. I mean, think about it. Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, and Art Rooney, they pulled the trigger on that trade. That's... That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. You've given up a first-round draft pick, but he, he's proved himself worthy right. in one year yeah. of being a first-round draft pick. And I yeah. think we're only beginning to see the surface scratched of what this young man is capable of doing. Right. And I look forward to the the contributions Mika makes this year. One of the things I think is it, that needs to be um, acknowledged right away is I you got to trust him more. Yeah. I think Keith Butler, you know, when you have those deep conversations with the defensive coordinator, think about Rod Woodson yeah. talking about back in the, the day when Rod Rust and him got together for like six weeks right. and explained the defense to him in depth, mano y mano, having at it like that, and what that meant to Rod in his career and right. how his performance elevated over the years. Yeah, Rod Woodson, yes. not Rod Rust. What I, 
No, he was with Rod Rust. Right, yeah. He but, was a defensive coordinator. But you said uh, what Rod, what that meant to Rod's career, and I w- was... Uh, Would know, be Rod you, Woodson. Yeah, Rod Woodson, not Rod Rust. Thank you. Rod Rust was a great Because if there's confusion, we don't want any confusion because yeah. we live yeah. in a state of confusion. Yeah, yeah, we live in... <laughs> so the point being is um, Rod Woodson had a great career. Right. I think it's a great idea. Dick LeBeau. Uh, Troy Polamalu, I think one of the things that uh, really affected Troy's career and enabled Troy's career was the more that Dick LeBeau gave him the green light right. when he instinctively could pursue what he needed to pursue out there. And I believe that the same way with Keith Butler, Mike Tomlin, and Minka Fitzpatrick, trusting him, which is hard. You know how coordinators are. Yeah, they don't want to hand the kid the, the key, you know, the keys to the old man's uh, Chevy there, right. and say have at it. Yeah, you know, it's that's their baby, their defense. So yeah, you got to earn their trust. Yeah, and you know, I, when it, it was really good when we heard uh, Minka at chapel sharing his testimony. Right, and he's a godly man, and he loves Jesus, and, and so I love the uh, way he, yeah. he you know talked about coming from where he was to where he was at. Yeah, and you know what. Not everybody had the gilded silver spoon from right. day one. This right. is a young man who faced uh, some some tough some times adversity and, and adversity know. in his life. But you know one thing about it with Jesus, man, he rides you through the storms. Right. You Amen. Know? Amen. If to he that. brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. There that's, you go. That's right. So with Minka, he just he rode through the storm and he took that adversity and yeah. he, he built from it. And I look at what he's done thus far and I say. Well, God bless him, man. Let the kid roll. Yeah. You know? So I love uh, uh, Psalm 73, 23, and uh, verse 23 and 24. That was my number. Yeah, that's right. And it's, you know, I always call it the wolf psalm. Uh, That's why I call Psalm 62 the touch psalm. Yeah, yeah. You know, amazing uh, how that works. Asaph says, "Yet I am always with you. You hold right. me by my right hand. You guide me with, with your counsel, and you take me up to glory." Yes. And th- those are four promises from God that uh, are are uh, are great. You know, and uh, so you know uh, that's uh, what we have to uh, wait on. Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. Minka has moved a long right. ways from. That adverse situation, those adverse situations that really helped to form him. And, you know, he is so talented. Oh. And he is so smart. You know, he's got that radar going on. Yeah, man. yeah. And he's so uh, fast and athletic. And uh, he's a gifted guy. Yeah, yeah. Very gifted. Yeah. Uh, so I think one of the, the great things that can happen is more and more trust be levied upon Minka, who is a great communicator, who's someone that really does a great job of getting guys lined and making sure that the, the, the back end of the defense is copacetic yeah. and on one page. And then you move from there, you know, forward from there, and I think he's got some other attributes because I believe you put him in the box, bring him down from, right. from time to time, look, you're going to create confusion on that opposition quarterback if you can move him around yeah, because he's fully capable of playing over the top, deep coverage he can play down in the box he's a good tackler yeah he's got an automatic nose for the ball he's just one of those guys with playmaking abilities and i do believe that he's going to help terrell edmonds in that aspect of it and become more of a ball hawk i think it'll bounce around and come come to him as well when uh terrell austin was talking about him he said we're going to move him around a lot yes we're going to move around uh this year and uh, give him the green light. I remember with Troy, with some of the crazy things Troy would do, he'd move around pre-snap so much, 
you were like, Gad Zooks, what in the world is he doing? How is he going to do this? Yeah. And he would do it. He might line up on one side and, and, and go all the way to the other side, look like he's blitzing, and then drop into the middle third and cover three. Right. And you're like going, how do you go? How do you even prepare anything for that? Right. You know, yeah. I mean, that just was so outrageous. So um, I look for more from Minka. I think that he's uh, going to be able to contribute more, whether in the box, whether uh, playing some other special roles, maybe even blitzing some, uh, you know, but we'll see. Um, like I said, he's one of those leaders at the back end that you need. Right, right, right. Let's shift over to Benny Snell. We haven't talked about him in he's light. Uh, Benny Snell is lean like corned beef. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We yeah. just talked about him. Yeah, lean by better. <laughs> the body change was obvious. He looks thin, he looks slim, he looks fast, he looks eager to learn. But that's what Connor uh uh James Connor said. Uh and he looks ready and he looks fast and uh he looks like he is in great shape. Uh James Connor said you you can tell he put a lot of work in this offseason. I'm excited for him. And he's eager. He's eager to learn. Yeah, and uh, you know, I it's it's interesting, right? Yeah, we were okay. Yeah, and where? What what are you, what are you asking? <laughs> I, I was dumbfounded there because I think we were talking about Minka. Yeah, and we just talked about Betty last yeah, segment. Yeah, but but we we didn't continue. We haven't finished the okay. conversation. All right, you finish Betty. it yeah, for yeah. me because I think I've said everything I can say about Benny. Yeah, so uh, there will be. Uh, I think there's there's going to be things coming from him. Uh, there better and, be. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, I think he's going to be a contributor. There's no doubt in my yeah. mind. You got James. You got Benny. Uh, McFarland is do a you, very interesting dude. Do you think he got in great shape because they drafted Anthony McFarland? Doesn't everybody when somebody's drafted? Yeah, right, position? right. You know when uh, uh, you when. Someone dra- when the the Steelers draft a guy that uh, can or cannot take your place, right? You, you work hard. Focus, yeah. But you work hard anyhow. Yeah, yeah. I think in Benny, I don't think it's such a big thing as um, I'm sure he had conversations with Mike T with Eddie Faulkner before the season was yeah. was after the season was over. I'm sorry. And I think they said, look, it. This is what you need to do. This worked for Lev Bell. Lev Bell dropped like what thirty pounds or right, something right, ridiculous. Right, right. Uh, and all of a sudden, Lev Did Bell. Did you see Lev Bell uh, in uh, the Jets uniform? No. He, he is trim and slim. Well, I guess is he decided that uh, he was not going to make a career as right. a rapper. Yeah. So I think he's ready to go. And, you know, I've just always had great admiration for Lev Bell's playing talent. Right. I didn't think much of the way he uh, got himself out of Pittsburgh, but I certainly respect his great playing and talents. He, and he was uh, dogging Jamal Charles. No, Jamal Adams. Uh, Jamal Adams yes. for uh, uh, getting getting. Uh, you know, you you want to be a little careful with that one. Talking about being a great teammate. And, yeah. You know, and and here, you know, Jamal Adams did nothing but the same thing as yeah. Lev did. So, yeah. anyhow, that was kind of crazy. The point uh, that I would say though with Benny is you you saw what it did for Lev and how it enabled him to be a better three down back. Right. I think the same thing could happen for Benny. McFarland's another guy that's going to be very interesting. Right. Very interesting. Right. Yeah. I wonder how much he can pick up in the uh in the pass pro. You know, um one thing that uh I haven't seen Anthony McFarland much in the videos. 
uh, and the the uh, it's too fast. I can't yeah, capture him. The, the Steeler training camp videos. It's like it's like Bruce Lee, man. He had to slow down. You know. Yeah. Because... Well, you know, I I, I want to see him today. You know, well, uh, I want to see him today. Well, you better keep your eyes peeled, man, because the man can move. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I would like want... to see him today. We're going to see all the players, man. This is going to be absolutely yeah. um, something where, uh, you know, finally the promise of, of pads popping is going to be realized today, and so we're excited about that. So the pads are going to be popping. You're, oh, yeah, you're, absolutely. You're going to see Popping it. the pads, not your peas. We're professionals. Right, right, we're radio right, 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 right. professionals. So we got a call. Jacob, who's on the – Juan, let's go to Juan in South Carolina. Juan, welcome to the locker room. Hey, good morning, buddies. How y'all doing? Doing good. good, brother Juan. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Today is a big day. We get to see some hitting. Yes. Yes. Are you, like, salivating for a little hitting, Juan? Huh? Yes, I'm ready for it. I think there's a lot of people that are ready for something to happen, you know? Yeah, Zooks. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I told you, hey, before we get started, I told you, guy, it, it was um, Joey Porter who sent the jersey to Pac-Man Jones. Right, you did say that, but did we you, don't, it's not official did, yet. Did you, did you, uh, is it official? Pac-Man, he's saying, he's saying, he, he knows um, Joey Porter sent better, so you got to go by what Pac-Man said. This is interesting to me because I can't figure out, first of all, okay, Joey's got to get the Joey, uh, Joe Hayden autographed jerseys i would have sent them my jersey yeah i know see that's what i think in my mind joey would have sent his own jerseys i don't know why he got why that happened and joe i joe must know something about it i mean he signed jerseys and i don't know how they got there but he it says he and pac-man are copacetic yeah. my last thing about it though i said it earlier look why, why would you not send them off to Pittsburgh Children's Hospital or something? Yeah. You know, you could do yeah. something so very nice yeah, instead yeah. of, you know, a ridiculous video with your son. And, and, and you need to burn them. Yeah. What, I mean, what, what's what's, what's yeah. what, what, up with that? I, I don't know. Again, I, that's, that's just Pac-Man a, is, a loss. Is yeah. Coco Loco. Yeah. So, hey, yeah, Wolf, that's your guy. Coco Loco, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cuckoo for coconuts, man. Cam's worth the money. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. He's worth the money. He's, they've not advanced at all towards any deal, but um, you know what? Cam's, Cam's going to be fine. Yeah. I just cannot imagine any scenario unfolding where Cam is not a stealer. Yeah. 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 He's... Yeah, I said, yeah. I said the same thing. He's worth the money, too. But we, we all know the Steelers. The Steelers don't like to bank the bank for nobody. Well, yeah, that's true. They won't break the bank. And I, I, in my mind, Cam's going to be one of those guys that uh, okay, a little. I'm not sure. I think hometown the, uh, Cam discount. breaks the bank. I don't. I he he. Cam well, breaks the. Cam Stephon Tuitt did bank. a great job. Yeah. You know, I don't think he breaks the bank though. I mean, um, well, well yeah. anything uh, anything he makes. What's will breaking be, the bank? Yeah, Ma making a lot of uh, making seventy five million dollars like George Kittle. No, it'd be like a hundred million <laughs> like Ben. That would be breaking the bank. 
I, to be honest with you, I feel sorry for the Kansas City Chiefs in a couple of years because they're giving all their guys a lot of money. They ain't going to have no money to sign nobody coming up in a few years. Yeah, you know what? You'd have to be out there in the parking lot selling tacos if from yeah, a taco they, truck to you know, make gonna, up an extra bankroll. Yeah, they're, 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 uh, <laughs> they're the going to be uh, against the cap. Yeah, well, they're going to be uh, well, over Well, yeah, he got Mahomes. My gosh. Yeah. That was quite a bit of cheddar he, he ate up there. And uh, Alex Kelsey. Um, um, Kelsey and um, the big defensive tackle, Chris Jones. Travis. They signed him to big bucks, too. So yeah, they yeah they're not going to be be having no money once once in a couple of years. <laughs> like I said, God. the Chiefs are going to put some taco trucks out there and make some money, <laughs> 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 which ain't a bad idea. I'm 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 thinking about some tacos myself right now. Right, I I, I want a taco. <laughs> right, One more thing before I let you guys go. What you think about um Alex Smith coming back? You know, 21 months is a long time. I mean, think about all that man suffered with the broken leg or what what was it that he busted yeah, up? Yeah, you know, he he had he 17 se- surgeries. Yeah, septic. And, he and, almost died, they yeah, said. Yeah, and he had uh uh, uh Sepsis, numerous in- infections. Yeah. Oh my and, gosh. And uh, uh you know what uh one of the things that I saw is the brace was coming out of his knee. And uh, or his leg, and he was uh, training with that, the the brace wow. coming out of it, you know, the brace in the inside and sticking out. Yeah. And uh, you know, he's uh, man, he, he he is a stud. Uh, you know, yeah, he, anybody he, he, else would have said, oh, okay, I'm hanging it up. But he's uh, yeah. he, he's uh, uh, he's gonna. I think he, he may even start. You never know. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. All right, brother Juan, we got to roll on, my friend. All right, thank you guys, and hope we have some good hitting today. Absolutely, tune in tomorrow. We'll right. be uh, we'll be reporting all that we can, and just remember, if you see a taco truck out there, have at it, brother. Right. <laughs> all right, we're gonna all take right, a break. All right, see ya. We're gonna take a break. Four one two nine one nine one three one six. He's Wolf. I'm Touch, and you are in the locker room. Particularly in this environment, I think continuity is an asset. Um, you know, in the offensive line, um, it probably gives you an advantage in terms of some of the unforeseen things that you could see in stadiums at the early portions of the season that you don't have a lot of video evidence of. Uh, that shared past experience that those guys have uh, has the potential to be an asset to them, no doubt. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So Mike Tomlin is talking about uh, the offensive line and the continuity that uh, they have. And uh, the five guys have played together a couple years now, uh, although Matt Filer is at left guard and no longer at right tackle. But uh, Chooks Okafor, 
uh, and uh, uh, Zach Banner uh, battling it out for right tackle. And you talked about uh, Al Villanueva being bigger and stronger yeah, this year. Yeah, I was year. just looking at just some of the pictures. He looks like he's just kind of beefaloed up a little right. bit and in a good way. Yeah. And I think that's uh, that's a good sign. Yeah. You know, because I think with Al, one of the hardest things for him has been, able, been to be putting on size and strength. Um, you know, uh, but he looks like he's done it. And I, I think for this offensive line, I think for Al, my only, my only th- problem I had with, with Al's year last year was I thought his feet just messed him up on pass. Right, play. right. You know, I mean, he's definitely a solid performer. He's a guy who is pro bowl capabilities, no question. Um, I thought between his hands and his feet last year, he just really let himself get into too many difficult situations that he didn't allow the previous year. Right, right. And you know how that is. Sometimes you get out of sync and your training does not address some of the deficiencies that all of a sudden pop up during the season. You let go, uh-oh. So hopefully he spent some time getting his feet worked out and uh, he comes back and has a real strong year here. And I wonder, you know, and people are talking about it because it was it was out there and said, this is his last year contract wise. Yeah, yeah. Is this his last year period? Yeah, That's you, what know, I wonder. you know, I don't I don't think that's it. Uh, you know, David DeCatcher said, uh, maybe we're getting uh, old. Right. But, you know, 30 and 31 is not old for offensive line standards. Uh, no. Yeah, th- th- not it's at all. Not, it's not old. And, um, uh, you know, I think that uh, Al Villanueva uh, has not played. I think he's played four years, right? Right. Uh, but and, uh, remember where he comes from and what he's done. And this right. is the difference for me. Yeah. Um, when you come from the background that Al has, like I, I talked about last week, I'm like going, all right, um, you're an Army Ranger. Yeah. The Ranger training protocol is devastatingly hard. I mean, again, my son went through it, got his – uh, Ranger tab, and I remember picking him up after uh, completing the, the the course because they can't drive. Once they once they're done with Ranger training, they are not allowed to do anything physical, including driving a car for a period of like several days or a week. All right, because these guys are driven to the point of of madness. Okay, yeah. I mean they're they're sleep deprived, they are food deprived. You go through unbelievable training i watched at graduation you had three companies and and uh the general was addressing um uh was addressing the the group of uh graduates and i remember the guy in the front row across from where we were sitting passed out fell right over on his face during the graduation ceremony and they filled in, they dragged them back, filled in, and within 30 seconds, you didn't even know that it happened. Right. You know what I mean? But these guys were, were just so um, emaciated. When I saw my son Kyle, who was only 172 pounds when he began Ranger training, and that was that was ripped muscle, uh, he came out at 132. Wow. I mean, and I didn't even recognize him. We were driving by him on the base down at Bragg. Uh, I'm sorry, down at Fort Benning. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even recognize him. And Faith said to me, you know, good lady Faith, my wife, she said, honey, there's Kyle. I go, that's not Kyle. Yeah. You know, we're driving on by. We had to turn around and come back to him because I didn't even recognize my own grown son. Right. And that's um, when I when when you have guys that, that go through training like that and then you go into a real combat theater, it, it changes you. Yeah. And I've seen that in, in my own son. And the fact of the matter is when you come out of that, I, I somehow think with Al, 
the NFL is not his ultimate goal. Al yeah. is one of those highly accomplished, greatly driven men to succeed in other arenas. Yeah. And I don't think the NFL was his ultimate arena to succeed in. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, that offensive line, um, you know, Matt Filer at left guard, uh, I think that uh, Matt is uh, a, a pretty physical uh, guard. Uh, you know, and you you can play more physical at guard than you can play at tackle. Sure, because yeah. Aaron Donald's are only one. Right, 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 <laughs> Thank right. Thank goodness. And, David, you know, David DeCastro uh, and uh, Marquise Pouncey. Pounce is, uh, you know, very athletic, very quick, very good, you know, very David nasty. and he are really yeah. very, uh, you know, copacetic in that area. You know, both athletic, both guys that can get out and move be it the screens, the draws, things of that nature, they can get down the field. Right, right, right. And and I'm I'm curious to see Zach Banner today. Uh, I I am uh, I am curious because it starts. Uh, you know, you know when when he did what a feeling he showed good footwork. <laughs> you know he, that was he, really funny. He, I wonder. I got to ask him where did that idea come from. And what prompted you to actually do it? Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to have an idea, but then you know that took some effort. Yeah, he he was he he danced well. Yeah, he was you know he worked hard. He yeah, was doing yeah, the flip over and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. And when you're six eight, three hundred and fifty or sixty pounds, yeah, I mean that's a little bit uh, that's a little bit rough. Jake, when we come back, we're gonna do what a feeling. There you uh, go. You know, in, in honor of Zach. In, in honor of so Zach. we got to talk to him. See what that you know, where that idea actually germinated from and where he yeah. kicked it off. But, you know, today is the start. If you want to claim the spot, you got to put your, 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 you got to put print it on it, yeah. you know, and uh, you gotta, you gotta have a serious, think about it. You only got four up to 14 padded practices before the cutdown date in September. Yeah. I mean, this, those 14 padded practices are going to go by real fast. If you're a young buck. Yeah, you know, they were third worst in total offense last year, fourth worst in rushing. You know, they 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 went from 24 sacks to 32 sacks last year. And, and I think that, you know, was because uh, – You're talking about uh, the difference with the yeah, offensive yeah, line. Yeah, and uh, so – I think I, it's the quarterback. Yeah, I, I think it, it is. There's, uh, there's no doubt when the issues that, that – over things that occur when the quarterback is not getting the ball out on schedule. Right. And and no matter how good Mason played or Duck played or Paxton Lynch had he played, yeah. it's not Ben. You know, you're talking about a Hall of Famer. You're talking right. about a guy who can get the ball out or get it to wherever he needs to get it and do so on schedule or unscheduled as he did when he was younger. But his ability to be a playmaker is unparalleled in Pittsburgh uh, as we know it, that's for sure. Yeah, and so you know, the uh, do you like the move from Matt Filer to right tackle to left guard? I was really hoping that they were going to leave Matt there. Yeah, because uh, it would be in great hands with Stefan uh, Wisniewski. But uh, at the same time, I understand that um, you're looking at you. You got to find out if Chooks or Zach can play. Yeah. So that's where I think prompted the move. And if, if Al has told them on the sly saying, you know, this might be my last year or however that works out, yeah. um, they got to find out. They got to know, you know. So I that makes all the sense in the world that you would move Matt to left guard given what the other exists at the other two tackle positions. Yeah, and I, and I, I, I – I, um, 
the offensive line has got to be better this year. Well, they've got to be yeah, better, they, but they, they, they will be better yeah, because yeah. all roads lead to Ben. You know, I mean, that's just the way it is. He makes everything work well. Right. You know, if if this offense doesn't 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 uh, get going, um, it's because Ben's not back and he's yeah. not having the kind of year you would expect. Yeah. I know he's going to be back. He's going to reclaim that that uh, you know whatever status he had. And he's going to be able to run this offense and do it and do it in fine fashion. Right. You've got great implements around you. That offensive line is going to be so much better because Ben is back. Right. So yeah, and they, and they're going to be much more fired up because Ben is back. No question about yeah, it. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, you think about it. You got whatever backup quarterback there. You know, it's not the guy that can you know pull you out of the whatever when things are going bad. You, you know, when you need to have your fanny pulled out of the fire, Ben can do it. You weren't you weren't sure or even confident of it at times, probably, you know, with Mason and Duck because it's a process of right. learning. You yeah, know, those yeah, they're young guys. They're young guys, and yeah. it's just a hard thing. And it was uh, you you made a great point. It's the process process of learning, and uh, you learn by mistakes you make. Right. Uh, and overcoming those yeah, mistakes. Yeah, and overcoming those mistakes. And then eliminating yeah. them and all that sort of thing. So uh, you got 17 years of history with Ben. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, with Mason and Duck, you're, you're talking about a very limited sample. Yeah. So those sorts of things, they... Well, those so, were young guys. The, you yeah. Know, but yeah. I'm, it's like Bradshaw. We, You know, there was huge history with Bradshaw. We only played one, two, three, four years. Well, one was... He only played one game his right. last year. Yeah, but uh, you know, with Bradshaw, he was one, that guy that could pull the, everybody's fanny out of a fire, right. or he could be the guy that just threw a five interception game. Yeah. But the fact is, he could rebound from it. That's what these incredible Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks do. Yeah, that's what uh, Ben could do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, he could correct his mistakes, and uh, every now and then you'll have a horrendous game. But when right. you you can't have a horrendous game in, unless you've been around a long time. All right. All right so four one two nine one nine one three one six. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you're in the locker room. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with more stuff. But a slow blowing dream that your fear seems to hide deep inside. You know, that's our intent, um, but we're also willing to adjust um, based on what it is that we see. Um, from a staffing standpoint, we're very thoughtful about our long term planning or, or not doing so. Um, getting familiar with the level of conditioning that these guys are coming to us in and, and getting a feel for their ability to take in and retain information that was delivered to them remotely are, are two of the key variables that determine the pace in which we move. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. So what a feeling was in honor of Zach Banner and uh, uh, the uh, wouldn't you love parody to, that he did to, on uh, wouldn't on you love Flash to talk Dance. to Mike because you know Mike is savvy with all this Facebook stuff right 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 
What did you think when you saw Zach? Not not in public, because he wouldn't get, give you a different answer. But what do you, what did you think? What ran through your mind when you saw Zach post that? You know, I thought it was. I thought he did it well. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. He did. It was so unusual, though, yeah. for a six eight, three hundred and sixty pound giant, right? To you know, do that whole scene with the girl that was probably yeah. what. Five, five, and maybe a hundred yeah, pounds. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know who it was. Yeah. But the fact is, you think about that when when he when he shook out his hair and that whole mass of hair tumbled out. I started laughing because it was just too funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, uh, uh, the, you know, I, I want to say hi to my uh, good buddy Doug Mitchell uh, and his son. Ryan is a commissioned infantry. It's going to be commissioned infantry in May, currently at Fort Benning. Uh, Wolf is exactly right. He said he's hoping for winter ranger school because they increase calories a lot to keep warm. It's brutal. Yeah. One of the scenes that I I think about was uh, part of the rotation because they will rotate from place to place. It doesn't all occur, uh, you know, at Fort Benning or anything like that. Because um, they'll be down the Florida Everg- Everglades, they'll be over in Stone Mountain, Georgia, and he was uh, at Stone Mountain, Georgia, and they were. It was the November rain, and it was one of those freezing rains. Right. And they were standing guard for like six hours yeah. in this rain, and they were starving to death. And, yeah. And I and I've told the story before, but it bears repeating. I and Kyle said they're standing out there, and uh, our eye came out. A ranger instructor came out. He had a box of donuts. Oh, and he said, "Anybody that wants to end this misery, come up, take a donut." And he and I remember Cal saying, one of his classmates or one of his guys, well, he watched him walk up there, take the donut, and he said, "I knew he was broken forever." You know, I mean, that breaking of the will. So you, like you, couldn't, I told, you I, couldn't take a donut. No, no. If you want to end the misery, that meant quitting. That yeah. meant giving up. And I said. Well, you know, you're, it's a good thing your dad went there because I'd have tackled them and taken the whole box. <laughs> Give me them donuts, baby. Right, 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 right. And if so, you're going to go down, don't take one. Take yeah. the whole box. So my wife Karen said he said in a social media interview that he was uh, that he has always liked the movie Flashdance, and he did a routine at the fashion show last year. Somehow they involved it to uh, the video. Yeah. <laughs> He did that at the fashion show. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Zach is, hey, you got no matter what you think, Zach is a performer, man. Yeah, yeah. The dude gets it done. That's funny. Yeah. So the point is with Zach, the battle will start today. Yeah. And with, uh, you know, Chooks Okafor, and uh, they'll have at it. Yeah. And we're going to see which guy emerges, you know. Right. And let me tell you something, and it's not settled that you're going to have the filer playing left guard because if either one of those guys can't do it, do it. You're going to see Matt right back out there, right tackle. Right. You know, because yeah. you're going to get your best five out there regardless. Right. And Steph is definitely uh, one of those guys that you could you could count on as being Steph a top five. Disease. Yeah. Yeah. He can, he can play. That dude can play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he, he started uh, two Super Bowls. Oh, yeah. For but Philly one. and Kansas City. Yeah. And that just didn't just start, but one. And yeah. you know how hard it is to keep the continuity when you have somebody you plug and play? Right. That's not Steph. Steph yeah. can plug and play either guard and center. Right. Uh, so we're we're good. We're covered. Pittsburgh. Yeah. We are covered on the inner triangle. Yeah, on the offensive line. Yes. And uh, it's going to be uh, competitive, and it's going to be a battle, 
And we're and they're going to raise the level. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I I fully expect they're going to drop their sacks. Yeah, because you're going to have the ball getting out right. on time. You're going to have an increased running attack. Yeah, simply because you got seven back in the saddle. Right, and you cannot sit there and go, I'm going to drop that safety down in the box regardless. Uh-uh. Right. Yeah. You're going to have to learn how to backpedal again because seven's in the, you know, ready to launch. Yeah, it's 412-919-1316 if you want to get in on the conversation. We are excited because we're going to watch practice today, and it's going to be pads. It's going to be pads, uh, yeah, brother. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I think... I wonder if they're going to have ham sandwiches. You know I mean? Like, what, you, know, you got a little maybe tuna. What? Because you, know, you get the box lunches in. Probably it's going to be like those box lunches they have, like, during the games, you know, for right. the, the grounds crew down there. They, they you know, they got have a nice cookie, maybe a giant cookie. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you, you're uh, thinking I'm that thinking about cookie. it. I'm hungry. Yeah. I can't yeah. help it. You know, it's just one of those things that... The, you know, I went with yogurt and nuts this morning. You know what I mean? And it just I had some pancakes grapes. this morning. Karen oh. made me pancakes. Oh, that's yeah. That's the way to do it. Right. That's how you roll a day, right? In pancakes. Jacob, what's your favorite? What do you like, buddy? Just for breakfast in yeah. general? There's so many options. I don't know. Yogurt was like just... eggs and hash browns, probably. Oh, oh. then bacon. Gotta get in smothered some, some with... meat to soak it all oh, up. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. And then like a piece of toast, so you just Oh, you're speaking the the language of love there, brother. I love it. Okay. That'll get you going. How about, you know, sausage, biscuits, and gravy. Now, that's a way that'll stick to your gizzard inside there. So, anyhow, going back to this, I think about the practice and how it's going to unfold. And, um, you know, we're going to see the the training camp battles. And one of the battles that I think is going to be interesting, too, is, you know, uh, Alex Highsmith. And what's he going to do? You know, have the opportunity to rush. You know, on the uh, on the defensive side of the ball, um, there's a lot there in front with T.J. Watt, and you got yourself a, a Bud Dupree, Dupree, and those two guys are going to set the standard. But there's a great opportunity for somebody to come along and be that third guy. Anthony yeah. Chicolo's Gandhi. He's out of here. So Ola Adenihi, uh maybe the the man. He's he he looks like James Harris, uh, not quite as big as James Harris. Uh, and um, and uh, I, I thought that uh, uh, Alex Highsmith is, uh, you know, more like Chick, but relentless. And uh, well, he looks like he's got like, more bend, yeah, more knee bend. We'll right. see. Uh, and I don't want to disparage Anthony Chickalo at all. I thought he he, he contributed very very right. well, and I thought um, was hoping that he would not have an opportunity to continue, but. You know, I, you can see. Um, you got to move along. You got to put money where you can put, have to put money in with du- Dupree. And now you, you got Cam Hayward, too, that you got to pay. Yeah, there's a lot of people coming right, up. Right, Mike Kelly's right. coming up, too. Right, right, But right. I hate talking about bean counter stuff. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? You know, we're, we're not uh, uh, management. No. Yeah. No, and I wouldn't want to be. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing about it is being able to see these guys productively get after it. And, again, yeah. there's going to be – I wonder, Justin Lane. I'm intrigued by him. Yeah. You know, does he make a move this year? Is he yeah. capable of, of maybe take, getting some reps in there? I don't know. It'll be an interesting thing, um, you know, when, when it all falls out here and we see how it goes. But this whole ramp up, again, um, as we move and proceed towards the regular season, that, you know, Monday night game against the New York Giants. Right. 
It's going to be significant. It's going to be huge. And uh, by the way, do we have a call here? And that would be. All right, who, who, who? Nick from Tampa. All right. Uh, if you put your headset on, you could hear dear Jacob in there, okay? Let, let's go to the phones. Nick from Tampa. Nick, welcome to the locker room. You know, I actually had the opposite problem, Tunch. Uh, I had my headphones on and my Bluetooth, and uh, Jacob uh, picked up and uh, was talking to me, and I couldn't hear him. It didn't transfer on my Bluetooth. So I quickly <laughs> put the headphones off. <laughs> hey, Wolf, I'm glad they didn't have uh, the Chuck Noll didn't have a box of donuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know, do you, do you know what? Do you know what? There was all the rookies brought donuts. And every day there no, during were, the regular season, yeah, yeah, not during the camp. regular set, uh, and there were always donuts oh, uh, sitting in the locker room. It's a beautiful thing, yeah, Nick. and and uh, it was it was so great, it was so great. The the rookies brought donuts. Oh. You know, I, I I cheated and had a, a couple glazed this this mm. morning with my coffee, and now I'm paying for it at the gym. I went to the gym at least to work it off. I felt. I felt donut guilt. So I to work it out. <laughs> donut guilt. I love it. Beautiful. Uh, hey, hey guys, I, my, I have a couple questions. My first one is uh, missing, you know, a lot of uh, the college leagues have canceled now, the divisions. Right. What would it have done for you guys to, to have lost your senior year? Would you? Wow. Would you have made a team? Would you have gotten drafted? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know how I could have. You know, yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter is uh, your senior year is so very important. Right. And here's the thing about it, Nick, and what, what bothers me, for all these undrafted free agents, these guys that, uh, you know, sign on after, um, their right. opportunities have diminished Right. Huge, yeah. And you think about the Jerry Osavskis and guys like Jerry, yeah, uh, like guys like Jerry Osavskis. Yeah. Um, you know, guys who just show up, R- Ramon Foster. You know, and and just keep hanging in there, and they bang away, bang away, and suddenly, there they are on the roster. Suddenly, a year or two later, there they are, a starter, or what have you. Um, that says something about you, right? You know what I mean? And and th- those days are almost gone, as right. far as I could see. Yeah. And, and even tougher this year without the uh, preseason games. Right, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah, right. It's really hard to, uh, you know, uh, good thing. I, I think Coach has a, Coach T has a, a good eye for a talent, and and he'll give those guys a shot in camp anyway. Uh, but it, it does make it a more difficult task. Yeah. Uh, uh, my, my question is for Tunch. Uh, Tunch, you went from being cut. To being a Pro Bowl player, how did how did you get there? One of the journey? top thirty-three ever, buddy, from for the Steelers. Amen. Yeah, um, you know, it was, I was thirty-four. Well, me and about five hundred other guys call claim we were thirty-fourth. <laughs> Nick, uh, it was a gift from God. I I, I believe that because uh, you know I wasn't very big, I wasn't very strong, I wasn't very fast. Um, it, it was a gift from God. But he was a good dancer, though. Yeah, <laughs> but I wasn't. I wasn't as good as Zach Banner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. True word. But still, you know what? I salute you. Yeah, uh, Nick. Very you know, good. That um, was good. You know the uh, the Lord gave me a work ethic, and the Lord gave me an opportunity, and uh, you he know, just he just gave him a little shortage on the brains. That's yeah, all. Yeah, Nick. yeah. 
Well, you know, God does that and enables us, and then it's good that we're able to acknowledge and and, and pay Him back with praise right. and, and, and 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 servitude. To God you be know, the glory. To, to God yeah. be the glory. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, guys, enjoy your time uh, at the stadium today, and I uh, we'll look forward to hearing your report tomorrow. All right, Nick. Stay thanks, tuned, baby. Thanks for the call. Call uh, back. Thanks. Call back tomorrow. All right. He's he's got the headphones on now. <laughs> he got his Bluetooth kicking again, man. Yeah, Bluetooth. He's going. At the it. Bluetooth don't work. I don't even know what a Bluetooth is. No, it's it's a Bluetooth. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, Nobody's ever explained to me the Bluetooth thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 15 minutes later, John Stallworth was. Absolutely. He's coming on. Yeah, he's coming on. Stalls. Yeah, and, and, you know, John Stallworth walked into our room, and it was a mess, and he said, I'm telling your mothers. Oh, yeah. 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 All right, we're going to take a break. He's Wolf. I'm touching. You are in the locker room. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. That's Minka talking about the picks he's going to have this year. And uh, How I, many did he say? I couldn't hear. You hear Six? Six. Okay. So that's one more than last year. Right. Well, I give, I give that to him. I think he can do that. I mean, he did got five last year. Uh, what do you have? Like seven games in a row where he yeah. had takeaways and everything. I mean, he gets on a roll. He's he could be a streaky guy. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, a guy who's struggling though a little bit is a guy named Melvin Gordon. Remember Melvin from the San yeah, Diego yeah, Chargers. Superchargers? Uh, the, now the L.A. Superchargers. L.A. Chargers. Well, he's now a Denver Bronco. Right, and he's uh, he's struggling, struggling a with... little bit. Remember when Chuck told us nothing? Yeah, you you don't worry about the altitude. At, at mile high. It's not going to affect you. If you're there less than 48 hours right. or 24 hours or something like that, something, it, it doesn't affect you. It doesn't right. bother you. Yeah. And I remember sitting there going, first of all, I thought it, when we were sitting there on Friday, that meeting, when he was talking about it, I'm sitting there going, I don't know. That doesn't sound right. Yeah. You know, it just sounded like one of Chuck's lessons on the, whether it was scuba diving or, or, you know, flying an airplane or a boat or something. You know, he's just... Things according to Chuck. And then I'm thinking to myself, you go to altitude, it, it's it got to affect you. Yeah. But you know what? When your head coach says, don't worry about it, it ain't a problem. And then after warm-ups, then we found out, oh, right. man, that, that stunk. Well, Melvin Gordon is sitting there saying, I'm struggling a little bit. I'm struggling up here a little bit with the altitude. Uh, he says, when I keep hearing that when we play other places, we won't even get tired. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. But he said he went on further to talk about the fact that he'd been training all off season, and then while training, you know, he thought, uh, "Okay, I'm in great shape." And everything else, he said, when he got to the altitude in Denver, man, it it bothered him. You know, when Kobe and I took the boys, we we uh, we went in an RV to right. Colorado. Uh, we hiked up to Lake of the Clouds, and uh, what elevation is that? Um, 
I I I think it was nine thousand. Yeah, I think it was ten thousand, nine thousand, and uh, we, you know, we hiked with uh, big backpacks because the kids were little, and right. then we were taking our tents and we were taking uh, the stuff that we were going to cook, uh, and it was it was fun. But I started getting headaches, uh, and uh, altitude headaches, and. And it was, you know, it, it it's it's tough when you you're hiking up there and you've got eighty pound packs, uh, backpacks, and it's it's. Uh, I, I you and that's know, higher than the five thousand two hundred eighty feet of right, mile high. Right, 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 right. Um, when I was in Colorado Springs, Faith and I went up to. Uh, I had taken some of my boxers out to the national, right. uh, to the uh, you know bo- boxing nationals, and we went up to Pikes Peak, right, which was about twelve or fourteen thousand. We didn't get all the way to the top because, of, and we drove. By the way, yeah, um, we didn't you, get all you the way drove top. to the top. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's way too high. Yeah, um, I would have. I would have hiked it. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Have. I would have hiked it. Not from the you. I, I, I I'll bet you you couldn't. Well, I bet I could. Yeah, you, yeah. You, I, I, if I, you I, know I, what was good for you. Yeah, yeah. All right, I know this. I drove it. That's all yeah. that counted because you couldn't get all the way to the fort. I think it was around fourteen thousand. There was something with snow. Yeah. Because there was so much snow up there that you couldn't get all the way up to. But I remember being up there, well, it was over 10,000, maybe 12. And um, you could feel your breath, you know. Right. I mean, the breathing, just walking around. Yeah. It was just crazy. It just felt like, uh, I guess people say it's kind of like asthma or something. Yeah. Well, you know, when we uh, went to Glacier National Park, when we did that FCA uh, uh, football camp, me, Colby, Leo, uh, Ted, uh, we went hiking um, after the three days we did the camp, and uh, we 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 were hiking to the summits, and it was it was great. And uh, the the glacier is so beautiful. You mm. you you went to White Whitefish? Yes, I did. Yeah, but but did you go to Glacier? No. Yeah, we went to. I was up on the top of Big Mountain skiing. Did you did you, you have I, did you have a, a little um, altitude? No, I could feel it though when we skied from the top of the mountain. Right, like when you ski, because when you first come down from Big Mountain, you ski through the bowls. There's like huge, yeah, uh, convex surfaces that that are cut out, and I mean, it's like like a, the inside. convex surfaces. Yeah, you surfaces. know what I mean. Where it's it's like uh, it's. It's like a bowl. Yeah, it's a bowl. That's the so. Best why way. did you tell it's a bowl? Well, I because I was just getting in my uh, you know word games here, getting yeah. a little descriptive, yeah. overly so maybe. Yeah. The point being is that um, I remember just getting a, it was like a lung grabber. Yeah. You know, because you'd start off that high and get down, you know, to maybe the timberline level, and then you could ease up there. But skiing those bowls at the top was crazy and you could look from the top of uh of uh big mountain you could look north into canada or southeast into the glacier national right park it was crazy yeah it, it was, was a beautiful beautiful ski area yeah it was a beautiful skier we 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 went um hiking up there uh and it was it was really cool you know who's used to live up there jim neighbors gomer pile yeah yeah we drove by his doug betters used to live up there too Okay, by me, I'm talking Gomer Pyle. Yeah, but Gomer Pyle, who cares? Gomer Pyle, come on now, he was something. I thought Gomer Pyle lived in Tucson. No, he had, he had a house up in Whitefish. Yeah, you know because they say they say Big Whitefish was like or Big Mountain was like uh, the poor man's um, what's the Denver thing? 
Um, uh, Val, poor man's Val. Val. Or Aspen, that's yeah. it. Aspen, where the beer flows like wine. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. One of the greatest comedy movies you've, you've never seen. Yeah, I, I've, I saw it and I didn't like it. No, I don't know how you could not like that. Yeah. That's just a classic. Yeah. You know, so anyhow, we got Johnny Stallworth coming up, and I'm looking forward to that because uh, we get John's take on, uh, you know, some of the new guys that we got. And right. Of course, he is a minority owner. Yeah. Um, is, uh, is a guy that, that we, I wonder if we can ask him for tickets. Yeah. Oh, we can. That's well, right. yeah, there's no tickets this that's year. That's right. I forgot there's no yeah, tickets. Yeah, what do you so want tickets for? Why did I even invite him on the show? Yeah, I mean, I thought maybe we could butter up and get some tickets. No, what? what you, 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 there, there's no tickets to be had. I, I didn't. I totally forgot that. Yeah, it just escaped me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you know, uh, you know, uh, Stallworth, we uh, played for eight years with uh, till 1987, and uh, he was a great teammate. Great teammate, he great player, great, great man of God. Yeah, great you know? man of God. And the thing I love about him, too, was just uh, he, he had fun. Yeah. You know, he enjoyed having fun. I remember one time, um, what, remember how when somebody would get hurt and then you had to take all the reps in practice yeah. because your backup, you know, the guy that replaced you for the defensive reps, you had right. to take all those. Yeah. And I remember uh, being on the turf at uh, Three Rivers and whoever was, was there was backing me up was gone. And I had the whole practice. And you know how flushed you get. You know it's that uh, Indian summer. It's right. You know hot and everything yeah. on that turf. And I remember John looking at me, and he put, he slapped me on the shoulder. And he goes, "Craig, you know, you know, he had that high voice. Right. You don't look like you're having any fun." <laughs> and you weren't. <laughs> and I wasn't. I was miserable. Yeah. You know, it was run a play, get a drink of water, go back to the huddle, wash, rinse, and repeat. And right. I did that for the next you know two and a half hours. And 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 Stahl's just you don't look like it. You, you gotta you gotta lighten up. You gotta yeah. enjoy yourself a little bit more. So well, you know, one of the things about John was just um, you know his his ability to reach out and be a great teammate. Right. Because, you know he was he was just a great guy and what a great player. Right. Man. Yeah. So. And uh, he was he was a great guy and a, a great teammate and um, a great player. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> he was a multiplier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was. He, well, uh, he and Swanee together. Right. He and Swanee together were. So yeah. Great. Yeah. They they were. You know, it was kind of. Can you top this? They make a catch. Right. Swanee make a catch. Stall make a catch. And uh, they'd go back and forth. Yeah. You know, and I thought, you know, the one thing that they've talked about in the past was just how their friendly rivalry pushed them to greater heights. Right. You know, to greater abilities. Two dogs, one bone. Right. You know, and it was, you know, with love and uh, affection for each other. But at the same time, you know, you, you try to outperform each other. Yeah, and it was a football life um, on NFL Network that they uh, did the, did this show. All right, we're going to have uh, uh, John – up next, uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room, and uh, we're excited uh, that we're going to have John Stallworth on, our, our teammate, Hall of Famer, and uh, a great guy. And a guy who's been very successful after football's right, over. Right, right, right. In right. retirement. Yeah, yeah. Well, he transitioned. Yeah, we're going to take a break, and uh, we'll be back with more stuff. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room.
Locker Room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Oh, listen to the boss singing. Yeah. I like it. Just yeah. let it roll for a moment. We're yeah. finding out. We're efforting John Stallworth, and uh, he, he won't leave us hanging. Yeah. No, he's, he's look, he's not like us. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of dead gray matter upstairs. You know what I mean? He's on it. He's on the job. Yeah. He'll be getting to us. And we're, right. we're right on. We, we have our our good buddy, former teammate, Hall of Famer, John Stallworth. John, how are you, bro? Touch, I'm doing well. Hopefully you guys are, are doing the same and staying safe. Yeah. John, how have you survived the quarantine? I happen to have quarantined. <laughs> <laughs> You know, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just saying, I am not to be trusted alone at home with a a full refrigerator. Yeah, because he's over three bills now. (laughs) Is he really? Yeah. Well, I might be under. I might. I. I. You know, I've been trying to cut back. So I was three oh one last Wednesday. So I got. I'm trying to get under. Hey, Wolf. You you know you still have to pull and and get the linebacker, right? I mean, you know what? They better put me in motion then. <laughs> so how have you been doing, brother, huh? How you doing? Well, we, we are well. We are well. My entire family is well, and we've uh, stayed safe, and we get out and do a few things and, and play a little golf, but to do that in a, in a socially responsible way. And uh, uh, so we stay active with that. And so, so things are well. My kids are, uh, and grandkids are all doing fine. Thanks for asking. That, that's great. You know, the, the, the kids and the grandkids are such a blessing for us. Especially uh, during these yeah. times. Praise God for yeah. that. That's awesome, Amen. bro. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Now, let me ask you something, John. You know what? I go back to the day I told the story earlier. You probably don't even re- you know remember this happening, but we're at Three Rivers. It's you know Indian summer. It's a really hot day. You broke training camp, and you know how you have somebody get hurt behind you, and you don't get any reps uh, off. Yeah. You got to take everything right. And so I was right. just melting down. It's one of those hot days, and I remember you slapped me on the back and you smiled and you said, "Craig, you don't look like you're having any fun." <laughs> <laughs> And that was the st- obvious statement of the day. That's for sure. You know, I, I remember saying that to you. What I don't remember is your response. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably nothing good that we can talk about at this time, my friend. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, John. One of the things that I all re- remember about you and John on uh, uh, Donnie Shell uh, when you uh, when I. Uh, tore my rotator cuff and it was the night before the Cincinnati Bengal game on Monday night and you and Donnie uh, came to our room and uh, prayed for laid hands on me and prayed for me and that, that was uh, that was so significant in my life and I just uh, uh, that was such a blessing do you remember that I do I do and uh, I, I remember a, a lot of encounters or quite a few of encounters. Uh, that we had, and you know, where we had an opportunity to reach out to each other and to 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 uh, to bless each other with that fellowship that comes between, right. between brothers. And uh, you know, 
that that settled things down for me. I remember early in my career when when I, you know I, I I want things to happen for me in my career, and I want those things to happen right now. And 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 that was my priority, making those things happen. And and and, and you know a few a few years into my career, it settled down for me. You know um, I I got those priorities in, in, mm. in the right order. Certainly my relationship with with the Lord uh, there. Uh, my, my priority within within my family and 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 developing fellowship and relationships among my teammates and things sort of settled down for me. You know, I still wanted to to do really big things on the football field. I still was driven to to work as hard as I could to do that. But but you know, the peace that came with that. That understanding, though, that prioritization that that you, I, I know you guys know, right? Um, yeah, set, settle things around for me, and 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 things started to smooth out. Now that doesn't mean I didn't get hurt again. <laughs> uh, there were the hiccups in my career, but you know, I, I I was able to face those things and and keep my head up and keep moving forward. John, one of the things I always got to ask you was how big was that L.A. Super Bowl for against the Rams and you had the big catches and stuff like that? I mean, that that had to be huge, brother. I mean, you're you're talking to two of the guys that led the Steelers into the decade of indifference in the yeah. 80s. That would be that would be touch and I. <laughs> Everything went kibosh when touch and I arrived, you know? Did you, did you ever <laughs> notice that? No, I, I have not noticed that. <laughs> um, uh, you know the it, it it was for me um kind of a a, a point where where you know the things that that you work for and the things that you dream about and you know as as a young football player in high school and 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 you see guys on television doing doing great things and big games and that was for me you know kind of the dream come true you know you know the mm. the having the 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 big game, your one of your best games and right. the biggest game of the year, and certainly that stage. You guys know, being been that stage and as far as the Super Bowl is concerned, the biggest game of the year, the world's watching. Out and I was able to, to step forward and uh, and and come up with the big plays, and so it was a it, it was that dream come true. Um, you know, up uh, maybe up until that point, it, it was. You know, when people looked at our team, it, it was a team of, of a great quarterback and a great single receiver, uh, and and so maybe in, a, in the minds of a lot of folks, uh, there was a realization that that Pittsburgh had two very fine receivers on that team. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, John, the, the you and Swanee, it, it was almost like you guys went back and forth. Can you top that? Great catches. Uh, acrobatic catches, and uh, you guys were both uh, great players, and uh, and 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 you both and uh, Johnny, you you were a great teammate. You know, you, I I I love you, buddy, and you were a great teammate. Well, you know, it, it was, um, and 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 Lynn and I have had an opportunity over the over the years to 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 talk a little bit about about that, and, and lot, lots been made of the competition between between the two of us and yeah. it was there and, 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 and so I can't deny that and it made we both realized that it, it made us better 
You right. know, that, as you said, that you know, can you top that? It was, it was, it made us better and it propelled us uh, down the road. And certainly, it wasn't a competition that was detrimental to us as a team. You know, it didn't tear us apart. What it did was was strengthen us as far as our, our, uh, our offense was concerned. And and I think that's kind of what Chuck wanted. I think I've, I've seen a couple, at least a couple of statements where he said he thought competition within a team could be a healthy thing. And so we, we were able to manage that and, and to, to, uh, uh, to help each other go down, go down that path. It, it was, I do admit, at a time when, you know, um, it didn't allow us to to fully embrace each other and be full, you know, full fully friends. Again, nothing <laughs> detrimental, but it was like, you know, there's something there. There's a little barrier there. I, I, and I said in my my Hall of Fame speech that I, that I I was I was thankful that that um, our careers we had our careers we both had good, good careers, but that afterwards that we were able to. Uh, the Lord gave us time that we were able to come together and to, to mm. realize what we meant to each other, right? And to, to 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 bond and to be stronger together. And right now we we text back and forth. We uh, concerned about family and where right. you are and how you're doing. And so uh, again, thankful that we got we had the opportunity in the time to 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 remove, remove all those barriers that were there and to become close as friends. Well, that's the competition thing, and that speaks to both of your great desire to be the best you can be. And, and certainly that was prevalent throughout so much of the team, from Joe Green on. I mean, it was about competition, and competition always brings the best out. But one of the things I always remember about you, Stalls, was you coming me in uh, Tunch's room after we got – remember when we got an air conditioner finally? Yeah. Tunch and I, we, we snuck one in room. You called it the meat locker. But you came in and you said, you guys are pigs. I'm going to call your mom tell you, hey, look at your room. Pick You're... up your room. You're always ripping us. <laughs> well, you got – you guys allowed me to come in and, 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 and say sometimes some not too kind things about you. <laughs> <laughs> You're John Stallworth. You can say whatever you want. We're a couple of young meatheads, man. <laughs> but you know, the, the the you know from the very beginning, it was the interaction between us was 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 good and it was positive, and and uh, and I'm thankful for that. You know, I, I realize as I get older. And uh, the value of a relationship. Yes. Right. You know, yes. I, I think I could have, if, if I had gone through my career and caught a lot of passes and and got to the Hall of Fame and and looked back on it and 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 not to have any any memories of the interaction, the celebrations that we had for, yes. for, for good things done by other folks or good things done by myself. And if we if that wasn't there and 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 those kind of things. Uh, those relationships had not stood the test of time to right now, uh, then, then I, I think it has been just, you know, good things that I did, you know, a, a great career. I think right. the relationships maybe brings, more, in my mind at least, brings more value to the, the accomplishments that we all had during the course of our career and that now, even now, after so many years, we still can maintain those good relationships. So. That's 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 a positive thing and, and a thing that I, I I really hold up as I look back at, uh, at the course of my life, the professional life. Yeah, yeah, and it, it it's uh, it, it's very special. 
uh, John. Uh, you know, it's, it's so special that, you know, I looked at you as a godly man and Donnie uh, and you guys had a, a, a profound impact uh, on my life. A lot life. of us. Yeah, yeah. And it was great that, uh, you know, uh, when chapel service, when Hollis, uh, uh, you know, was uh, teaching and preaching, and uh, you know, we we just uh, the, that was the, the there was the, great camaraderie yeah. in, in, and, in in faith and great you know? di- and great discipleship. Yeah, great discipleship. Yeah. It was cool. It was. It was. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. All right, now I got to ask you something, John, because you are uh, one of the uh, owners in the Steelers. You got you know you've been very successful afterwards. So um, you know, aside from the fact that uh, there's no fans there, do we get any like discount on tickets? Maybe you know, <laughs> be, being a buddy. <laughs> well, well, I think that's, that's something we could talk about. <laughs> <laughs> that whole relationship thing goes right out the window when you come up with when you start asking tickets, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, I love it. But but really, I want to ask you something. Um, I wanted to ask you about Chase Claypool and get your take on Chase Claypool, yeah. if you would. Number one draft pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number two. Okay. Oh, I'm two. Yes. I'll, I'll, I, my bad. Okay. Let Let me say first though that that I have not been to a Steeler game. Yet, since I've become an owner, that you guys were not already there. That's a great disclaimer there. You, you, you don't need tickets. You know, I'm sure you, got, you guys got people calling you about tickets. So, you know, I don't even want to hear that. Um, you know, as, as far as uh, Claypool is concerned, you know, certainly – he, you know, physically he looks he looks grand. I mean, height and uh, size and strength. And you look at uh, his exploits in college at Notre Dame, and you think, wow, wow, you know, and, yeah. and and speed. And, and so, you know, I, I think he has, you know, from the physical aspect of things, he has um, all it takes to 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 be a, a success and be a factor in, in the offense. And certainly with with being being healthy. Uh, and being able to to um, uh, uh, to spread the ball around and, and and get it to the to the right guy in in the right place, uh, I think and there's tremendous potential for for him being a part of a big part of our our, our offense. I mean that, that's all I could say right now. You know, he, I hadn't certainly I hadn't seen him on the field. You know, they're putting pads on now, and so how they how, you guys know once you get the pads on, it's a different story. So. Seeing how that works out for 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 him, um, but certainly the if you look at the numbers on him uh, and coming out of college, he he looks like he's going to be a, a really good receiver. So, John, I, I I have two questions to ask you. Um, what was it like when you were inducted to the Hall of Fame, and how happy are you for Donnie Shell that he got picked mm. this year? Yeah. It, as far as my induction in, into the Hall of Fame, you know, you during the course of your career, you know, from the time you played in high school, you know, you, you make sacrifices. You, you got friends who are doing things differently, and and you choose to to uh, to, to to work out, to, to lift some weights, to to go running, to to stay away from certain things, to to try to lead to. To go down that path that to being the best athlete you can, and you 
and you make all those sacrifices, and you make and, and the, the, you you play when you're not you, your body's not your body's saying maybe you should rest, and you do that in high school, you do that in college, um, and you struggle certainly with something that we loved, uh, and that's why that's why we did that, and then you get to the pro ranks, and you still make sacrifices uh, each and every day to to be the best you could. I think for me. The Hall of Fame saying said to me that that it was worth it. That yeah. the, the people who who are part of that selection process um, uh, and that voting say says to you that what you did was worthy of being mm. uh, an inductee into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So so it was it was a realization that all the things, all the sacrifices over the years. All the things that that you said no to, uh, and the things that you said yes to, uh, were things that that were good and they were in order, and they they prepare you down the path to be a part of the national the, the National Football League and then the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So it, it, it just tells me that that those things were worth it. And Donnie, Donnie is much overdue, as I'm sure you guys. Would agree mm, yeah, we've been, pushing them. Yeah. we've been pushing them. We've been pushing them. If, if, if you if you look at his numbers, I mean, they say that he should have been there a long time ago. Yes. Uh, yep. I, I think, you know, unfortunately, I think that, that for some of us, uh, you, you kind of get locked into that there's enough guys from that team already mm-hmm. kind of mentality. Um, and then the further you get away from a guy's exploits, you know the people that are there to tell the story, who've been there and, been, and saw those things. Those people become fewer. Uh, so I, I, I'm thankful that, that the opportunity presented itself that there were people still with us and still active and in a position to tell the Donnie Sale Donnie story uh, to the people that were listening, and that the Lord has opened the, opened up an opportunity for those listeners to to, to hear the story again and to reevaluate the story. And uh, I think it's overdue. I am as happy as I can be that Donnie's in. I took a picture. Uh, I got a picture a few years ago when Tony Dungeon went in of, of Donnie and I and, and Tony, uh, Joe, Mel, um, several other guys mm. that, that were there, uh, Franco, uh, sitting. And so we're sitting, and Donnie was, was, uh, was, uh, was there for Tony. And everybody has a, a, a jacket on, and Donnie's sitting there without a jacket, without a jacket on. Mm. And I look at that now, and I and I and I kind of smile and say, "We can put a, a there's a there's a jacket on Donnie's chair <laughs> now." And that, that yes. kind of completes that picture. Yeah, absolutely. That's beautiful, Stalls. Yeah. That really is, John, because it does complete it. Thank you for coming on with us. Yes, we love, love you, brother. We thank love you, you so brother. Much. And uh, God pray, bless. Praying for you and your family. Yes. Well, thank you very much, guys, for having me. And I, I just want to say this. You guys have too much fun with this program. I know they're not, I, yeah. I know they're not paying you to do this. Yeah. But, uh, you just have too much fun with this. And so whatever they're giving you, give it back. Yeah, we, we, back we, we are having too much fun. You know, Stalls, it's like Dunch said. He says, when you have no other marketable skill, you go into broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yeah. man, I love you both. Uh, I wish the best for you and your family. Y'all stay healthy. Yeah. And uh, let, 
Yeah, let, let's pray for all those guys who are there on the football field. And yeah. That we do the, the right thing as far as moving forward with our season and that yes. they all stay healthy. Amen, amen. Amen, hey, amen. Thanks, Thank you, John. God bless you, bro. God bless, man. Thank you. Take care, guys. All righty. Bye-bye. Oh, right, fabulous. We're, we're going to break, and uh, we'll be back, and we'll uh, – Well, we're sort of going to be back. Yeah, we're going to be back. <laughs> we got to be right. back. If you don't come back, then he, where do we go? He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room.